0: Hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode 115 of the Sko Show, probably a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network, and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for today, Thursday, June 18th, 2020. Didn't drop a Monday show this week. You'll hear why in a moment, but we're back at it today. We're going to do a couple of things. We're going to talk some AFC West metrics that matter, continuing that sort of summer series that we're doing both here and over at USA Today's Touchdown Wire. But I'm going to start and spend the first half of the show mostly talking about video games. It's video game week at SB Nation. And those of you that have been along for the ride for this show, for Locked On Patriots, for even before that, those of you that know me pre-football riding know my soft spot for video games. And since it is... Video game week here at SB Nation, like I said. I'm going to talk about a piece that I wrote for Pats Pulpit that by the time this is up, should be out. I'm going to dive into that a little bit more. But, you know, we're going to do something else at the outset. But before anything else, the usual reminders, please do follow along. Hijinks on the Bird app at Mark Schofield. Write for a bunch of places inside the pylon. Matt Waldman's rookie scouting portfolio. Not one, not two, but yes, three SB Nation websites. Big Blue View, where I got a Daniel Jones Outlook piece up this week. Bleeding Green Nation, where I co-host the QB Factory with the venerable and honorable Michael J. Kiston, of course, right here at Pat's Pulpit. And I'm going to start on a more personal note at the outset of the show. um, Back when I was hosting Locked On Patriots, I, I dived into my personal life and stuff a bit more, but when you're hosting five shows a week, sometimes particularly in June, you need to fill some airspace. Now, I don't do that as much, if ever, here at the Scotia because, look, you know, two to three shows a week, there's football to talk about. Um, but being as it is June and being as June in 2020 is a bit strange, I'm going to start on a more personal note. This week, after being cooped up for like three months or so, my family, my wife, and I, we had decided like a couple weeks ago that seeing as how our kids' school year was going to end virtually um, last Thursday. You know, no more Zoom classes or anything like that for the final two official first official days of school, which were Friday and Monday. We we're like, look, let's just find a way to just get out of town. Let's get out of this house. We've been among these four walls and these four people for three weeks now. And I will say that it has largely been like 99% of it has been like completely enjoyable. Like, you know, I don't need to be reminded that I outkicked my coverage as they say. Like, for those of you that know me and, you know, my wife and you've seen the two of us next to each other. Like, yeah, I outkicked my coverage. I get it. I believe me. I get it. Um, but when you can survive... In this strange world. And yes, we live in a very nice neighborhood. Like I'm blessed to be on belief. I get it. The house is nice and it's big. And we've got places we can all go. And there's space. And we live in a cul-de-sac so the kids can just go out and ride their bikes around the little circle. Like it's easy for us. But still, the fact that we're able after this time to like still enjoy each other's company day in and day out is a testament to how lucky I am. Believe me, this, this show is going to make people hate me this entire episode. And I get it which is why I'm like overly self-deprecating all the time because I'm living a dream. I understand that. But we decided, look, we're going to go away. We're going to get out of the house. And we decided, you know, we live here in the like North Potomac, Montgomery County, Maryland area, which is still like we're hitting, I think like phase two at the end of this week. Like Maryland's numbers are finally starting to level off. Um, Virginia, other places around us, it's still slowly reopening And so there aren't a ton of options. Like we could have gone the Ocean City route. We thought about that, but we saw videos of Ocean City and things like that, you know, and not to get too personal, but I live amongst some people that have some pre-existing conditions. And so, you know, we're trying to take this extremely seriously. And so we decided on going out to Luray, Virginia, which for those of you that like don't know the area, it's like Northern Virginia, but West, you know, almost towards like West Virginia. It's sort of in the mountains, There's this sort of camping resort jellystone. Now, we had been to one in Maryland up by in the Frederick area like last summer. And they have look, they have RV sites, they have spots where if you just want to like literally put up a tent, you can do that. And they have like various styles of cabins. And for those of you again who have met me, I'm not the camping type. I was in Boy Scouts, it didn't last. And I can do some stuff, I'm handy. I can build with my hands. I can woodwork and things like that. But you're not really getting me into a tent. It's just not my thing. And so, but the cabins are nice. And so we rented a cabin for Friday and Saturday and the kids loved it. It was like empty there. Um, we rented a golf cart, even though like the water park and the pools and stuff were closed, like we played a ton of mini golf. The campsites, each one has a fire pit. So we were roasting marshmallows and doing s'mores and that whole thing every night. And it was just nice to sort of get away. There was minimal Wi-Fi, so I wasn't tethered to my phone. I didn't do any work. But one thing that I did want to mention, in addition to sort of the plug for a jelly stone, these places are awesome. Everything was like hand sanitizer everywhere. Interestingly enough, when we went to the mini golf place, it was the first time, one of the first things we did there on Friday afternoon. Um, we used the hand sanitizer station that was right there. And there was a distinct smell to it. And upon further review... It was literally tequila. Like, I'm not sure if it was actually like tequila or if it was one of those situations where you've probably heard stories about distilleries and breweries that are like, you know, given the time that we're living in, we're going to dedicate at least a portion of what we do towards making hand sanitizer. So we were wondering, my wife and I, is this like one of those situations that this is just, are we just putting quaveral on our hands? It was interesting. I didn't drink it. I wanted to, but I didn't. And so... We had a fun weekend, but what I wanted to mention was we took two different cars, and my wife, God bless her, both on the way up and the way back, let me take the car by myself. We had, you know, the, the sort of family SUV that's big and spacious. She drove the kids in that. I got to drive the little sporty car that we have, which was fun, you know, twisted, winding roads on the Shenandoahs and stuff. That was nice. And what did I do? What did I listen to both like the two hours out there and the two hours back? I finally got a chance to sit down and listen to on the way out there. I started with a premiere, the first one. And then, you know, I've been cranking them out whatever since. And I listened to more on the way back. Real friends, fake doctors, the Zach Braff and Donald Faison podcast. Um, If those of you that know me, that have followed me, see me on Twitter, you know, I've got a soft spot for the show scrubs. I finally got a chance to listen to that. And I cannot recommend it enough. Like, it is just phenomenal. Just a phenomenal podcast. And so, this is just a long build-up story for me to tell you to listen to this podcast. Especially, I know there's those of you in the Slack channel that are starting to watch Scrubs for the first time. It's a perfect time to do that because what they're doing, they're re-watching the show. And so, they'll talk about each episode. Like, they premiere with the pilot and they talk about their auditions for it and things like that. And they've started to have guests on. They have Bill Lawrence who was the creator of the show. He also did Courier Town and Spin City and some other stuff. They had Sarah Chalk, who played Elliot, the the other doctor of the three main, like, young, new doctors on the show. Um, They had John C. McGinley. That's the episode I'm listening to now. God, I mean, he's Office Space, Platoon. He's been so many things, he played Dr. Cox on the show. Um, Just a tremendous, tremendous actor. And listening to them talk about, like, his work ethic and – how he prepared for auditions and things like that just it's a tremendous show and I would highly recommend it so I I just spent like seven minutes talking about something that's not even football related let alone related to the show so that's that video games as I mentioned it's video game week here at me nation and obviously you think of sports you think video games you think of madden you think of fifa and stuff like that but i i I did want to start and again this episode is teed up to let everybody hate me more than they probably already do and i get it um growing up in the 80s growing up in an upper middle class suburban boston family to a you know mama was a teacher a dad who worked in the computer industry like when he finally retired like he was like the global director of database support for Sybase. um like i was exposed to computers and electronics at a, an extremely early age like some of my earliest memories and i talk about this in a piece planetari like you know centipede was a game that i loved yar's revenge which i still don't even understand to this day there was like a a space shuttle simulator um, but I I was playing Atari as far back as I can remember. Like as soon as Atari came, oh, like my dad was like, we got to get one of these things. And so we did. Um, one of the games that my dad and I love to play, Joust. And for those of you who don't remember Joust, yes, there's y- you control a character that's sitting on an animal that you ride and you have a lance but the way joust works is the animal is a flying ostrich and you defeat your enemies by sitting on their heads and for like young boy and his dad like there was nothing funnier than playing that game and dropping your butt on somebody's head like it was hilarious hilarious and so I've literally like tried to find like DOS emulators to play joust like just tremendous Um, then our family, we got a desktop computer, a PC. And I remember that came with two games. There was Seamus where you played a robot detective and it was like stick figured. Um, and then it came with a football game, like some super football simulator or something that didn't work for some reason. Like it worked like the day we fired it up, I was blown away and then it died and it was buggy and whatever. And I didn't mention this in the piece, but like my dad got me hooked on games like Zul. And if anybody remembers Zull, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it was a DOS-based, like, text-based fantasy game where, like, you would have to, like, type in commands and stuff like that. You could play as, like, a wizard or a warrior or a thief. It was, like, a very early text-based version of, like, Gauntlet. Um, and Zul is a game that I've never beaten. You have to find this, like, black orb. I've never, never beaten it. To this day, I've played it, like, within the last six months. Never beaten it. I remember one time I was, like... You know, a lawyer coming home at night playing Zell, like drawing out mass My was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to beat this game. Never beat. Um, my dad would get me coding games. Like there were little books you could buy where you could like code DOS games, like very basic stuff. And this is stuff that I was doing when I was like seven, eight, nine. Um, but the game that really sort of got me going in terms of video game sports and video game football was this game called NFL Challenge? And this was a PC football game that was pure strategy, and it was like crack for me, because it wasn't like a situation where you controlled players; you called plays. The opposition, whether it was somebody we playing against or the computer, called their play, and then the X's and O's simulated it, and you had no—you just sat back and watched. And I loved that game. I. Absolutely loved that game. There would be later, like, computer games like John Madden's football. I mean, no, Joe Montana's football that I played d- into college, into my freshman year of college on my first ever laptop. Um, John Elway's football, which is like eight on eight. And all you had to do was call a Hail Mary, roll out to the right, and throw it as far as you could. And it was like unstoppable. Uh, John Elway's football. Like, I think he had a hand in that. Um, but this NFL challenge game was, like, the first thing that like, scratch that sort of, like, strategy itch that I had wired into my silly brain. And if I could play that game now, I would. You know, but then you started easing into the console world, right? And I remember Sega Genesis. I remember my brother and I getting one of those for Christmas. And I got, like, an NHL game. And we got Madden 95. I think it was NHL 95, Madden 95. Um, I remember playing my dad in NHL 95, and he who coached hockey and played hockey was getting so f- furious when you would do that trick. You skate by the goalie and around back behind the net and you know, wrap around shot, and the goalie could never stop it. And this was before I think you could control the goalie, or even if you could. It was still unstoppable. The goalie couldn't work across the crease in, in time to stop those. And so it was unstoppable. And my, I remember my dad being furious and then like refusing to play me. And so, But then there was Madden. And Madden's kind of been a part of my life, oddly enough, for, gosh, almost 20 years. Like, I remember even 25 years in Madden 95. Um, I remember when I got a Nintendo 64 in law school, Madden 2000. Um, I remember playing, like, other variations of Madden, whether it was the original Xbox, then onto the PlayStation 3, which I still have, which I have fired up recently. I've been playing Assassin's Creed 3. That was the one set in, like, Colonial Boston. Um, NCA 13. And MLB The Show, 16, I believe. Or maybe it's 13, too. Um, Yeah, it's 13. But I I dusted that off during quarantine time. So, I mean, I've got like Madden 08, Madden 11 with like Peyton Hillis on the cover, uh, Madden 12, Madden 13, Madden 16, and then, you know, 18, 19, and 20. But as I talk about in the article, like, It got to a point where Madden wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't like a diversion anymore because it was like work. And again, this is part of the show where everybody's going to be like, you're a loser. Like, I hate you. I get it. But it got to be a point where it was like work. When I was practicing law, my wife, and to this day, who's still practicing law, loved legal procedures, right? Like law and order, the practice, I could never get into that because it's like this is what I'm doing during the day, right? This is what I'm doing during the day. I I don't want to like come home from a day pretending to be a lawyer, a job that I wasn't very good at and then like be reminded of it while I'm trying to like not be reminded of when I'm trying to like forget that world. The only legal show I actually enjoyed was The Practice, not The Practice, the spinoff of that, Boston Legal because of two words, Denny Crane. Like Shatner's character was just so over the top, so ridiculous that I wanted to be Denny Crane, even though I was an awful turn. D- I I dreamed of the day where I would like finish a and close an argument, or you know get the witness on the stand to like flip his story and like totally spin him around into a pretzel and just finish and like look at the jury and look at the judge and be like Mark Schofield, and go sit down. Like I I dreamed of that day, but I I was a bad lawyer. Even though I was sometimes good in the courtroom itself, most of the time was awful. I couldn't do that. So I would never have that moment. And so it's kind of like that in a sense. Like when I would get done, again, I know what I do for a living, I get paid to write about football. So my job, my daily grind of nine to five is like walk downstairs, watch football, write about it, go back upstairs at the end of the day. It's not work. I get it. But when you're doing that from 9 to 5, sometimes the last thing I felt like doing was to then fire up Madden. And so I had taken a break from Madden. And we're going to take a break here. I've gone 17 minutes. We're not going to do AFC West metrics that matter. I'm going to finish this on the other side of that. So up next, we're going to finish this sort of story about my life with Madden. That's ahead on episode 115 of The Sco Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. Mark Schofield, back with you now on episode 115 of the Sco Show. And if you've hung with me to this point of the show, I appreciate it. I understand. Look, you're probably tuning in and expecting to see some football stuff. And we'll get to football stuff. Like, we will. Um, but it's also mid-June. This is the time when the football... Like, I've told people before, like, you know, what's it like in the summer? You know, when there aren't games to talk about. I'm like, well... In the month of June, the football world does sort of go into hibernation, right? Like, even if this were a non-COVID-19 world, like, we'd still be sort of slowing things down. And this world is much different. Um, But then we start the sprint again in July and in August. And then it's that sort of dead sprint from really the preseason to the draft, you know, August to May. You know, it's an absolute dead sprint. Now, like, June is the month we sort of get to sort of relax a bit and talk about some other things. We're talking about video games today, and I left you with this idea that, you know, playing Madden, and let me put some context to this with my experience with video games. Like, I play video games basically every night, like, right now. I, I'm i a man. I'm 43, but I still do it. Um. You know, I'll play from, like, 8.45 to, like, 10, like an hour or so, sort of unwind, and then come upstairs, hang out with the wife, watch TV, whatever, from 10 to, like, midnight or so when we go to bed. But I still do that, like, a lot. So when I say, like, I, you know, not playing a video game or playing a video game felt like work, it was like, look, I was going to be doing this anyway. I was going to be firing up a PlayStation or an Xbox anyway. But I found that, like I like said firing up Madden like seemed too much like work and so I would go down to other paths I would play like NHL or FIFA or look Skyrim Witcher 3, Red Dead 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins like I would find myself exploring other worlds and you know some of those games are just absolutely fantastic like I'm diving back into like I mentioned Assassin's Creed 3 right now and even that game I loved. I'm not sure. When he first asked, but at some point this past fall, Owen, our oldest, who is just about to turn nine, which is a mind blowing event. Like it seems like yesterday I was holding him the day he was born. And now he's almost he's almost ten. He's gonna be a fourth grader. Now we get this letter from school about the curriculum in the fall, and they're talking about how they're talking about like things like algebra. And it's just, he, I could still remember when he couldn't walk. And it was at some point this fall where he said that he wanted to play Madden. Like we moved into a new house last summer and we're incredibly lucky in the sense that, like I said, we live where we live. We live on this little small little cul-de-sac, but yet there's a family at the corner where their son is in Owen's class. And then a new family moved in just around the holidays where the boy is going to be a year behind Owen, so he'll be a rising third grader. But the daughter is the same age as our daughter. And so during this quarantine time, like the whole – like the kids in the neighborhood can still play. Like they we force them to be like socially distant as much as you can, but they're kids. Um, So we're lucky in that sense as well. But before all this hit and last fall, like he would play Madden at his friend's house. And he started saying, "Like, Dad, can I play Madden? I know you have Madden. Like, I know you've got video games. Can I play Madden?" And we didn't know if we wanted to, my wife and I we were going to let him start playing video games. But he started driving hard to the hoop on this. Like, he put Post-it notes up all around the house. I remember one day I came downstairs, um, and he must have it was must have been like a weekend because you know we sleep in and we let the kids sort of do their own thing a little bit longer in the mornings. And I come downstairs to either write something or put a podcast up it might have been one of the radio rewind shows and there are post-it notes all over my two computer screens like let me play Madden let me play Madden let me play Madden and so my wife and I talked and we are like okay what we'll do is we'll let him play Madden like over like the holiday Christmas break right like since we'll be home for like a week like he can start doing that then and what we'll even do is we'll get him his own controller like for Christmas from Santa and so that was one of the things he got and we got our daughter we like boxed up one of the old N64 controller so she could play because i still have the n64 my wife and i like we played mario party 2 like in law school and then recently we played with the kids which was a surreal experience and a more sober experience because let's face it when you're in law school and you're playing mario party 2 on a saturday night yeah you know so we got simone like her own n64 controller from santa and owen got his xbox controller from santa but i knew the day would come when no one would want to play me in Madden. I, I knew that day was coming. And as somebody like took Madden seriously back in the day, like game scripts and everything, like I hadn't picked up the sticks in a while, as I said. So I had to get ready. And so I, I downloaded the latest version of Madden, Madden 20. I put it, I would start playing it at night. I started the franchise with the Arizona Cardinals because I wanted Kyler Murray, some mobility at the quarterback position to bail me out while I was learning things. And I have this huge, and some of you may have seen me do videos on it, whiteboard videos. I have this huge like whiteboard next to the computer, next to the TV in the room that's like my office. And I would play at night. I would write down plays on the whiteboard, plays that worked. I would slowly start to add in like reads like, okay, man, you're throwing this, you're throwing to X, you're throwing to Z, whatever. By the time Christmas break, like, rolled around, I was ready. Like, I had this thing filled. I had game scripts. I had audibles and everything to do. Like, Red Zone plays, two-point plays, like, everything. I was ready to, like, annihilate this kid. And that might sound sadistic. Those of you that have children, you know the day comes when they're going to kick your butt at everything, right? Right? Like, whether it's board games, golf, tennis, basketball. Like, when we were out in Loray, we brought a basketball because they have a basketball court up there. My brother, my son and I, we were playing little, we were shooting some hoops, and then he wanted to play a little one-on-one. And, like, I've still got maybe eight inches on him, and I'm still stronger and faster, so I could still, you know, pretty much do what I wanted. But I know the day is coming, and I can see it because I remember he and I played basketball, like, last summer, and he couldn't even hit a shot. Now he's hitting jumpers, like, He's starting to figure things out. And so I know like the day is coming when he's going to just embarrass me on a basketball court, you know? And as part of getting older, like you want to stave that off. And I wanted to stave off that image of my dad getting so frustrated with me and with NHL 95 that I knew that at some point he'd be better than me, madam, but I didn't want it to be right away. And so... I spent that entire month like getting ready for that moment. And that moment came. Like Christmas came and he was overjoyed and we let him play Madden. And I showed him how to fire it up and how to log in and everything. And he was, I was letting him go, showing him the menus and stuff and everything and how to play exhibition games, how to start a franchise, rookie settings, all that stuff. But I knew uh, eventually the question would come. And like midway through winter, winter break, that question came and I hear him come. Uh, it's like one of those moments where like, can we watch something? Can we play video games? Can we watch something? Can we watch something? Finally, it's like, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon. And we're tired of entertaining them and keeping them busy for, you know, eight hours. So we're like, fine, fine, fine. Go watch something. We'll figure out dinner. So he goes running downstairs. And then, you know, five minutes come and He runs upstairs. And he's like, Dad, Dad, can you, do you want to play Madden with me? I'm like, all right, here we go. It's game time, right? Like, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to kick his butt. He's probably going to get upset. But whatever, like. I'm staving this off as long as I can. So I go downstairs and we sit in the two chairs and I'm firing it up and he's cycling through the menus and so I'm like, all right, well, you know, what team do you want to be? I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the Cardinals and he he looks at me. He's like, what team do you want to be? I thought we play on the same team. And that moment hit me like a gut punch. I I didn't even anticipate that that would be his plan, that we'd play on the same team. But that's what he wanted to do. And that's what we did. That's what we did that entire break. Whenever we played together, we played on the same team. We We played as the Eagles. We played as the Ravens. We played as the Titans. Like, we played as the same team all the time. We've, to this day, never played against each other. And I don't think we ever will. And I'll tell you why. It's because now... A, he's kind of getting bored with Madden. Like he's branched on to like NHL and he's branched on to like FIFA at times. And he saw me playing Witcher. He's like, I, I want to play games like that. I'm like, hey, hey, well, let's slow down, you know. But he'll still fire up Madden. from time He did the QB1 thing. When I went to the Senior Bowl, I had dinner with a bunch of people, including Andre Weingarten, who works on Madden, who knows your boy Pizza, who does like YouTube Madden videos that my son watches. And so when I came back, you know, I talked to Andre like that entire dinner. I I'd come back and I tell him like, Hey, I met somebody that's been in Yo boy pizzas videos. Cause Andre has And my, my, it was the first time. Like I've talked to Jared Stidham. Like I've talked to athletes and coaches and none of that impresses Owen, at least not outwardly to me. Like I've heard him of every once in a while, like tell it his, his buddies like, yeah, my dad's going to like the senior bowl. But when I told him like I met somebody that was in one of Yo boy pizzas videos, like my son like lost it. Um, But I'll see him playing like he did the you know the QB one storyline. He loved it. He's created players like he created himself as like some six ten cornerback that was just getting pick after pick at one point. But I'll see him, and he's playing like you know forget rookie mode like he's on all Madden mode and he's still just crushing the the computer like he's going for two all the time, onside kick every time. No way he's ever punting like he's just running it up and I'm like forget it. Like I was trying to stave off the day that he'd be better than me at it, I figured, you know, in a year or two. the day's here. The day's now. It, it came in the blink of an eye. And that's kind of parenthood in a nutshell. Like, it goes so fast. And, you know, speaking to my dad, speaking to my parents, like, I remember, you know, it's one of those things your parents tell you. Like, don't wish your life away. The older you get, the faster it goes. All those sort of Things that parents say. And as a kid, you're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it flies. Like seeing him on the cusp of turning nine, seeing him playing the games that I grew up on. It's this weird like mix of joy and mortality. And it's hard to describe. And it's probably hitting me harder in this kind of like world we're living in when oddly enough, like a trip to the grocery store might be the thing that ends you, which is just absurd, but reality. But this whole video game week thing has like reminded me of the life I've lived and the life that my son's like going into and it's gone by so quickly. It's gone by so fast. And in a weird way, you know, a lot of my Madden journey has mirrored Tom Brady's journey, like in a sense. You know, I talked about Madden 95, but I remember one of the first franchises I had with Madden was led by John Freeze for the Patriots, not Tom Brady. You know, and then I remember some Tom Brady teams that i had and franchises that i had on madden and now like i said like my madden days are gone the brady patriots days are gone like it's the 2020 is weird i often joke on the bird app that you know when there's a wacky news story like you know that recent headline it was out in like san francisco where there was like they were talking about like COVID cases were down and the economy was coming back. But there was this, it was like this like run on sentence of COVID cases are down, economy is coming back. But recently the grandmother who was found dead living with her son or grandson was just arrested on suspicion of eating her or something like that. It was like this roller coaster of a headline. And usually when stories like that come around, I'm like, I'll quote tweet that with something like, grandpa, what was 2020 like? Like, we're living through a time that I know, like, our kids and even our grandkids are going to be like, what was it like? Like, it's weird. There's, like, daily reminders of, like, how, like, insanely small things like sports and video games, like, matter. Like, obviously. we're, We're dealing with a global pandemic. We're dealing with a society that's, like, yet again having to grapple with systemic racism. We're dealing with original sin and, you know, we're grappling with things that seem so far ago and yet weren't. Like I was in Luray, Virginia, and I can tell you the flag that I saw flying most in the houses that I drove by. You know, things like that seem so far ago, but they're really not. And then in the midst of it, My son getting older. It's a lot. It's all a lot. Um, And it's weird to think that, you know, something that was such a huge part of my life, video games and Madden and things like that, might not even be a part of his. Like, who knows what he's going to grow into, what he's going to become. Um... But that day that I was trying to stave off, that day where he was going to wipe the floor with me, it's here. It may not never come because in the blink of an eye, he's better at that than I probably ever was or ever will be. And it's kind of amazing to see. So that's your football podcast for today. Um, I know we talked about a lot of different things than the NFL, but that's June for you. Um, I will be back on Monday. We'll probably get back to metrics that matter. Um, As I say all the time, look, if you've got stuff you'd like me to talk about, um, if you've got the stuff you want me to talk about on the show, questions you want me to answer, whatever, like the DMs are always open. The email, mark.scofield, that inside the pylon.com is always there. Um, It's a weird time. So if you've got stuff you'd rather me talk about, like scrubs or anything, you know, hit me up. Um, Be well, stay safe, wash your hands. Check out your loved ones when you do wash those hands. Send along because it helps save lives to the chorus and bless those patriots' reigns down in Foxborough.